Coming up on podcast 1930, a major update from Kia. They introduced the EV2, EV3, EV4 and EV5. Stick around, I've got all the details for you. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for Friday 13th of October. My name is Martin Lee. I go through every EV story so you don't have to. I'm here to save you time. This full show goes live at 5pm UK on the free feed. That's midday Eastern, but Patreon supporters get these episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. Kia unveiled their new cars, the EV2 to the EV5. But first, I want to talk about the EV6 and very quickly mention that at their premier EV Day event in Seoul, the EV6 was mentioned because that is going to be the first vehicle they make to integrate the NACS, the Tesla NAX plug. EV6 designated as the inaugural model to embrace NAX. The shift towards Tesla's plug is scheduled for Q4 next year, so about a year away, I reckon. A move mirrored by Kia's brands, affiliated brands, I should say, Hyundai and Genesis, around the same timeline that you'll be able to buy a new one of those vehicles, maybe just a little bit later than now, and they'll have they'll come with the Tesla Nax connector. Post the adoption of the EV6 having the plug, it'll be introduced to the other vehicles that Kia sell. An additional highlight is the availability of the adapter. But that actually comes later. I thought that might be sooner because then existing Kia owners can access Supercharger Network. But that'll be Q1 2025. Now, let's get into the big EV day that they had. Kia revealed, well, at least three official new electric vehicles in the small to medium range. The lineup includes two compact SUVs. Now, these are not what I would call an SUV. Like, I don't think that some of these cars that are called crossovers or compact SUVs really should be called that because they call everything that these days because they're made to look slightly chunkier and higher than they are. Anyway, the three and the five are that kind of style. The four is an all-electric sedan saloon. The move is part of Kia's strategy to hit their goal of selling a million EVs globally by 2026 and every year onwards. The EV5 will launch first in South Korea and then China. And then both China and South Korea will host production facilities for the EV5. Battery choices will vary by region. EV5s in China will get LFP cells and lithium-ion phosphate, uh, whereas the EV5s in South Korea get the pricier and more energy-dense nickel-cobalt-manganese NCM batteries. They showcased the vehicles and mentioned that all of them will use the eGMP platform, but that does not necessarily mean the high-voltage, call it 800-volt if you want, they run quite a lot less than that when they're at a low state of charge, but call it the 800-volt architecture. They won't all run that, uh, but they will all use the platform, the eGMP Platform. That's what the EV6, EV9 is on, Hyundai 5 and 6, Genesis GV60. The EV5 design closely mirrors the previous concept EV5 that we've seen. Basically, put the EV9, their big three-row EV9, on a hot wash and then tumble dry it, and it's going to shrink down to an EV5. In comparison to the combustion Sportage, it's about two inches shorter. In China, the EV5 will get a 64 kilowatt hour battery. 
For the all-wheel drive, 88 kilowatt hour battery. For the Korean market, though, uh, battery specifications are slightly scaled down. Standard model, 58 kilowatt hour, but again, different chemistry. And 81 kilowatt hour for the all-wheel drive. Unlike the 800 volt systems that we know and love because of the fast charging at the moment, new Kia EVs in this range, the smaller, cheaper ones, will have a 400 volt electrical setup. That is to reduce costs in terms of the supply chains and componentry inside. It allows for a charging range of 27 minutes, but they give the 30 to 80 percent range, which Nobody does. I mean, 10 to 80 is nice. 20 to 80, I guess, is okay. But please don't give me the 30 to 80 number because now I know you're trying to fudge the figures. Uh, To ensure battery longevity and stability, heat pump comes as standard to monitor and regulate the temperature of the battery in the cabin as well. 140 kilowatt DC fast charge, peak rate speed, vehicle to load and vehicle to grid will be standard. And so Kia... With that innovation they're known for at Hyundai, uh, enabling that use of the stored energy for other things as well. Like the EV9 will be out-of-the-box vehicle-to-grid compatible. Vehicle-to-home compatible with the right wall box, the the right charger. So, what else was there? EV2, 3, 4, 5. Uh, EV3, which is the other crossover, smaller crossover. Details are scant. Again, influenced by the EV9's design. You'd probably call it a subcompact design, actually. Pricing of the EV3, smaller than the EV5. No idea on that. But you're going to say 30 grand or less with incentives. Let's talk a little bit about an even smaller car that's coming to Europe. That's the EV2. Now, Kia's CEO, Ho Sung Song, emphasised that the EV2 will be a European car central to their ambition of selling, well, they want to get to 1.6 million, if I remember correctly, 1.6 million vehicles yearly by 2030. Budget-friendly, small, way less than €30,000. Production would have to be somewhere like Slovakia with lower production costs, And again, EGMP platform on that, but a very small car. And not really part of the main announcement here that we got with the 3, the 4, and the 5. It looks like the 3 is the one that is closest to production, because it wasn't called a concept. So the EV3, small SUV, compact SUV... uh, will go into production first, but is a China vehicle. US availability remains uncertain. Kia anticipates introducing the EV3 to what they say is major global regions, and that could potentially include North America. But when they say that, they could mean Canada. I don't know. Aesthetically, EV3, uh, we're an EV5 as well. Conceptually, they follow the EV9, definitely on a more condensed scale. Distinct from the EV6, the EV9, like I say, 400-volt system like the EV5 on the 3, the 4, and the 5. Launch dates, we don't know. And prices, we don't know. So we've got some specifics, but we've got a very clear design language here, which is interesting because over the road at Hyundai, as it were, their designers have talked about how you don't have to have a sort of nesting doll version of designs, like the Ionic 5 is completely different to what the rest of their electric cars will look like by 2030. Well, we've gone with that for now. But 
So it's interesting, whereas whereas Kia seem to have, you know, the EV6 is very different, but they've kind of gone, okay, we love the styling of the EV9. Let's just shrink it down a little bit. So interesting. Like I say, everything apart from the three was technically called a concept. They've done a really good job of taking what is officially a concept and putting it on the road, though. So I would be hopeful. What do you think about their vehicles? If you've seen pictures of them or just from the sound of them, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your feedback. Of course, we'll be discussing it a lot on the Friday podcast, the Batteries Included podcast. So uh, if you, I'm aware that I haven't talked about this enough. I will mention it before we take a break. Uh, And that is that the old Inside EVs podcast team with myself, because uh, I spent uh, many years working for the parent company of Inside EVs. Nothing to do with what they do there, uh, because they make Formula One stuff as well. So, um, But I was on a tangent, said, oh, I'll join in with an EV podcast. And uh, and then along with Tom and Kyle and the host, Dominic, uh, we built that into what is a really big weekly show now on YouTube, a couple of the guys, uh, I, as I've talked about, I left. I wanted to, earlier this year, made the decision to, at least until, you know, the next few years, I want to give EV News Daily everything. Got some other stuff that I want to do. I want to try and grow the business. And I want to at least have tried it. So, um, quit all of my work that I was doing for them, which meant I couldn't carry on the Inside EVs podcast. So I said goodbye uh, to them. But I've stayed on doing the the Formula One stuff on the F1 pods uh, for Autosport. And then Dominic was leaving as well to do his own thing. And, you know, Kyle is so busy with his channels out of spec uh, that he really didn't, he was going to leave, he was going to, he had to, uh, you know, pull back some stuff anyway. And so, uh, so that unfortunately came to an end. The Inside EVs podcast has been um, rebooted and uh, I go and check that out. And then the guy said, hey, why don't we get together and still have a chat, maybe at a different time of the week or whatever. And in the in the end, they it, it, we settled on the same time of the week because it works for US and UK time. And so if you ever watch that old YouTube show that I was on with Inside EVs, uh, it's now called Batteries Included. So if you're on YouTube, search Batteries Included. If you like podcasts and audio in your ears, uh, search Batteries Included. Same team and same uh, group of guys and gals and special guests and a lot more midweek shows and things like that. And more importantly, um, uh, uh, we can do what we want on that. So under our own control, if I have an idea, we can do a special show on XYZ. Uh, and it's not making a podcast for what is a brilliant, you know, big corporate brand. Um, we can do our own thing, which is great. And I was delighted when the guy said, would you like to join us? And uh, yeah, no, of course, absolutely happily do that. And so it's called Batteries Included. And there you go. I haven't, I haven't talked about it in weeks, actually. And I, I know that I should do more. Apologies. Stick around after the break. Lots more coming soon. Tesla boosts their salaries of workers to avoid unionization and very low lease rates for new Tesla. Stick around. Those stories and more are coming up. Let's talk about how US EV sales are surging in Q3, or did surge. EV sales had a big boost, crossing the 300,000 mark for the first time in the third quarter in the United States. A 50% rise on the same period last year. Volvo, Merck, Nissan, Hyundai all did well. Tesla were the only game in town for so many years. And yes, they are having diminishing market share, which I think what is when I saw this news reported yesterday... A lot of the headlines were Tesla's market share is in decline. Well, it should be, because if it wasn't, they'd still be the only game in town, and that's not right. According to Cox, a record-breaking number of 313,000 electric vehicles were sold in, in the US between July and September. 
pure EVs now 8% on the quarter, at least, of US new car sales. Yeah, that's been below 5% for years, and it's just jumped. Now it's 8%. Huge! The automotive market has been enriched with 14 new EV models in the last year. Tesla, of course, have been competitive by price reductions. They've still got a market hold on the EV domain in the US. Oh, very, very different over here in Europe. They're big, but they're not the only game in town. Tesla's market share in the EV segment is down 7% on the previous year, now at 58%. So it's still more than half of all new cars sold. It's like, I I need to get my head around sometimes. And remember, for my US listeners, Tesla is so dominant. uh, And it's just such a different case over here. Uh, Model S registrations down 50%, Model X down 18%. And the Model 3 and the Model Y remaining popular with 400,000 new registrations this year, again in the the US. Also doing well, uh, the Chevy Bolt, ID4, Mustang Mach-E, Arnic 5, i4 from BMW and the Rivians. Tesla's new V4 superchargers are installed in several US states now. And I did ask you earlier in the week on the podcast, if you know if they have card readers like here in the UK, because the European ones, I don't think they don't all have card readers. You've got to use the Tesla app, which is fine. I do. It's easy as a third, as a non-Tesla owner. and But the V4s in the UK, to fit with our laws here, now have card readers. And you have to tap your card or tap your phone, your watch, or use their app. But there has to be the option not to sign up to a scheme here. And I think that's a good law that we've just introduced. And you can just pay and go like you would buy fuel. And by the looks of it, the V4s going into the US have card readers as well. Had a look on the Tesla Motors Club forums and somebody put a photo up. The ones in Nevada's, they've got the little screen and they've got the card readers and, of course, the Magic Dock, because over here we just use CCS2 for everything. So they've got the CC- they've got the Magic Dock on the end of the cable. That's really cool. Let's talk a little bit about how Tesla are boosting salaries at their Giga Berlin factory to avoid unionization, increasing wages there for their 10,000 employees. Not sure if all of them had the raise, but uh, the salaries have increased by an average of 6%, which is not even inflation in some European countries at the moment. Contrary to speculation, Tesla said it's the increase in salaries is not in a response to IG Metal trying to unionise. Over a thousand people there in the union now, um, but rather just a usual pay increase. The union said any wage increase is welcome, especially since Tesla continues to lag behind what their competitors in the German auto industry would pay. The Tesla Model 3 on a lease is now cheaper than ever, and both, of course, have benefited from the Inflation Reduction Act. The Model 3 can now be leased for 349 Man. Okay, so it's 30, 36 months, 4500 down, 10,000 miles a year. That's the details. 349 a month for a Model 3. Are you joking? I mean, I don't lease cars because we've never gone around it that way. We sort of buy secondhand cars and... Still lose money on them, but uh, not always. But uh, but um, you know we don't have new cars on the driveway. But that's the that's the the, the trade off, I suppose. Um, Model Y's lease package three nine nine. Again, over the span of those three years, you'll spend twenty grand. But if that's how you want to get a vehicle on your driveway, I think those are competitive, and um, you can take delivery before the end of the year to get the full seven thousand five hundred dollar federal tax credit. On leased vehicles, that does change from January because of the battery composition. Tesla is also, at those prices, below 
well below the average transaction price of a new car in the US. Kelly Blue Book says the new car's average transaction price, ATP, was $48,000. If you look at the average price of a new Model 3, well, its sticker price is $38,990 before you add options. Model Y, $43,990. Add the federal tax credit, effectively $31,490 for a Model 3. $31,490 before state incentives. And such pricing places Tesla's significantly below the average transaction price of a vehicle in America. And people think that EVs are massively expensive. They've come over the years to believe that myth, and they were at one point. But, you know, you're picking up a Tesla for potentially 15 to 20 grand less than the average transaction price of a new vehicle in America. And that is very, very good news for EVs. Mercedes-Benz EV sales are skyrocketing in Q3. Uh, a big uptick in electric car sales compared to last year. In Q3, they sold 10,500 BEVs in the US. That's 15% of Mercedes-Benz US. And for the year, uh, 29,000 electric Mercedes-Benz in uh, America have been sold. And Luton... That's my doorbell. Uh, But my wife is in, so she'll get that. Might be a delivery. Anyway, uh, final story. Uh, Luton Airport. Uh, There's been a fire there in the multi-storey car park, and you know what I'm going to say next. Certain elements of social media and the mainstream media went, oh, a fire in a car park bound to be an EV. Uh, delighted to say uh, that's not the right phrase um that pictures have now emerged of the car on fire and also bedfordshire fire and rescue service have clarified the origin uh, they say we believe it to be a diesel powered looks like they didn't say um range rover looks like a range rover to me from the picture that ended up on, I think it was TikTok, um, somebody put it online. The aftermath of the fire was considerable. 150 flights were cancelled. It's the fifth busiest airport in this country. 30,000 passengers affected, obviously many displaced because flights couldn't come in. And those that do land are then going to find that their car is in a collapsed car park. But where EVs to blame? Absolutely not, says the fire service. Did it stop newspapers and obviously your crazy uncle on Facebook saying, oh, I bet this was an electric car. No, that didn't stop them. They still said those things. And breathe. Right, thanks to our premium partners, Porsche of the Village of Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel, Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map, and Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one, see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.